What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey everybody, it's the Between the Ropes podcast. I'm Brian Fritz. He is Connor Casey. We have a few things to cover considering that... Wrestling is now on Wednesday nights. We've been waiting for this forever and a day. My wife had the freak out moment the other night when after I watched Raw on Monday and SmackDown on Tuesday, and she said on Wednesday night, hey, honey, let's watch a movie. And I said, no, I'm watching NXT debut on USA Network. And she screamed in terror and said, I'm sick of this crap. <laughs> did, did you look at her and go, don't worry, honey. These guys don't belong on a dark match, much less the main event. <laughs> I did not go there with it, but did, uh, I, did I just see what I did there. I did try to quell her worries by saying, don't worry. The show on Tuesday is going to be on Friday in a few weeks. So it won't be three nights in a row. Honey, don't worry. Now my Friday nights won't be won't be available sorry well i also have this other issue too so um because everybody uh in media apparently is now being invited to cover you know different promotions and whatnot or at least one company is being a little bit more aggressive inviting everybody shall we say but right now we're in this time of hey cover us give us some love all that kind of stuff right so um i will be in orlando the week of when SmackDown debuts on Fox, um, and I'll be there a couple of days prior because WWE is doing a media day at the Performance Center, and then there's a VIP event and the live showing of NXT on October 2nd. Well, I have this little conundrum because that Friday night when, you, when uh, SmackDown debuts on Fox, me being a UCF Knights grad and fan, and former producer of radio broadcasts want to watch UCF football. And it just so happens UCF is playing that Friday night straight up against SmackDown on Fox. Is it me or does UCF love to schedule against wrestling events for you? What the hell? Yeah, it, it's starting to feel that way a little bit. Couldn't go to the first night of StarCast because you had to watch those nights. I did. <laughs> so i don't know what i'm gonna do that week but uh yeah wwe is doing a uh a media event at the performance center that day so that's going to be a very busy day and then and then they sent out this invite today and there's uh there's like a little 
a little event even before NXT that night. And then I'm sure there's going to be another conference call. And I, I don't know this as a fact, but I'm just guessing that there will be another Paul Levesque conference call after uh, NXT that night. In fact, there was one after Wednesday night's debut on USA Network. And there was indeed. I was on it and I got to ask him a question. You did ask Paul a question. And uh, he kind of even joked around or teased a little bit about like, are we going to be doing this every week? Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're going to be doing it next week, but I, who knows? Yeah, he, he, they shouldn't do it no. next week. I mean, what what's there to ask between then and now? There's nothing. How, There's how nothing. did it feel to do the second week of this? Right. How did it feel to do the fifth week of this? How did it feel to do the 32nd week of this? It's like, at some point, you just have to let him go do his thing and then go ask him questions about it. But no, I, I did like that we, we got to talk to him after this first one because it was, it, was it was a moment, and it was something worth asking him about. It was because, I mean, we got our first taste of seeing NXT on USA Network. It's, it's not the finished product, I don't think, because, yeah, they give away some stuff. They did some stuff there, but at the same time, you can tell there's a, there's a little bit of a holdback because, you know, these first two weeks are – Number one, only an hour long on USA Network before they switch over to the network. If the network works for you when you try to switch over. And uh, yeah, did, did you have that problem? I did not have that problem. I actually logged on to the network about 15 minutes early. And then when the first hour got done in USA, I immediately switched over to the network and it worked fine. But I know I know there were some people that took them as much as 20 minutes to get logged in. Yeah, I, I was hearing that, too. And, and what, now that we know the rating and we know that it was about 1.1 million. You got to think at least 80% of the people watching probably have the network anyway. Probably. And then you got to think all of that traffic trying to hop onto the network at once, not gradually throughout the day for like a pay-per-view right instantly. Yeah. No wonder it crashed. And don't, don't short WWE on that number. 1,179,000. It was almost 1.2 million. Exactly. So. Within, a, within a million of SmackDown. Yes. Which I found interesting. What and I know it's way too early to focus on ratings, but you know, we will we'll be talking for sure about the ratings between NXT and AEW, but I'm also curious to see how NXT stacks up to certain hours of Raw. Yeah, especially when it comes to that third hour. Like how's it gonna do with that? Because that that's always the weakest hour for Raw being on that, and- that one drops below two pretty frequently yeah you know so i mean i and if there if there is ever a time when nxt starts beating raw in some capacity that, that would some. be something i mean i don't think they'll ever or it's going to be a long ways away before they ever beat their overall average viewers for the the entire show but if they ever beat an hour of it i mean that says something because i, I think i would say two things number one it shows the power of nxt and because they would have to be doing a bigger audience than what they're doing now Two, it would show the weakness of Raw because that would have to be a pretty low hour. So we know what Vince's review of this show was. Ah, it was great, Paul. Great. I loved it. Oh, God damn it, pal. That's some good shit. Paul's telling the story. He goes, he's texting me all day, including 20 minutes prior to it. 20 minutes out, 10 minutes out. God damn it, pal. It's almost here. I can just imagine that. And then, like, hey, Vince, give me your review. Now, mind you, none of this is apparently over the phone. It's all like text. It's like, ah, it was great, pal. It was great. I, 
I immediately wanted to ask him, like, what is Vince's text etiquette? Like, is, is he an immediate responder? Does he leave read receipts on? Does he use emojis? That's what I was going to say. Is he like Jeff Jarrett? Is it all emojis? And by the way, <laughs> yeah, I just gave away that secret. Jeff Jarrett, I have referred to him as the king of emojis. <laughs> I can only imagine Vince when he sends you like, uh, <laughs> I can only imagine if it's like all symbols. <laughs> I don't want to say anything like, too what derogatory. What God's name does he mean? <laughs> You start mixing in fruit, then there's the sun, and I don't know. <laughs> okay, so back to the matter at hand. We know his review. Right. What is your letter grade for this show? I mean, I guess I would probably give it a solid B. And, and the, the thing is, like, I don't think it's a finished product, but at the same time, it didn't feel like anything different from what we've seen from NXT television before and from what we've seen on the network. And I say that as a positive because so many people are worried about it. Now, mind you, the real, this is like a soft launch these first two weeks. Okay. Um, yeah. And then the real launch is going to be October 2nd when they're two hours on USA and they're going head to head with AEW. That's when they're going to go all out guns blazing. That's when we're really going to see, you know, shots fired and you know, all those different things that you want to say. I mean, that they're really going to put an emphasis on that show. So, but I mean, I don't think it's going to be any different than even, but you know, when you look at it right now, this is the same NXT show that we've gotten for, you know, since the show's been on the network. I don't think anything changed. And they, they put some really strong matches on there. They set up something for next week. They set up something for October 2nd. And I thought they it was a good strong show. For, they set up something for down the line that I didn't know I needed in my life. But now that I've seen it, I need it immediately. Would that and be I think Kushida? You know I think you know what I'm talking about. But no, I, I got to go A minus, honestly. I thought this yeah. was really well done. I think with the exception of a, a, a production hiccup here or there, I don't I don't know why you don't include the part where William Regal comes out and says, okay, you guys are to, doing this match again next week. Winner gets a shot at Cole. Like, they they upload that video, and I'm thinking, why wasn't this on the network? You guys ended 10 minutes early. Like you can, you're on the network. You're on your network. You can end whenever you want for that second hour right now. Why wasn't that part of it? Why wasn't the, the scene of Triple H walking through the crowd like he's a conqueror just – like starting up a war chant with we are in with like nxt i was like this is awesome if anybody hasn't seen that yet triple h went into the middle of the crowd arms extended it was the biggest most jack cheerleader you've ever seen in your life man and, he was and, pumped. and, and, and everyone in full sale was into it it was great absolutely I, you know? I, I i was a little like why isn't that there but you know i i can put that aside i i love the opening I dug that they ended the first hour with the title match. I, I was actually afraid. Like, are they diabolical enough to say, you want to see the end of this match? Flip to the network. Uh, I'd be like, you bastards. I thought about that for a minute, too, but I don't think USA Network would have been too happy. But, I mean, how long have we been saying that we thought that first hour was going to end with Undisputed Era completing the gold rush and having all the titles. And that's exactly what they did. And there's nothing, even if you expect it, there's nothing wrong with that because it's like a moment of like, Hey, these guys have been talking about this forever. They've tried to do it a couple of times. They haven't, you know, this was the one missing piece and they got it. And that's how they ended that the first hour of that show. And, and it, it didn't, it didn't dawn on me just how much depth 
NXT has to has to work with until we got to that second hour. And you had Imperium walk out there. And it's just the three guys, and you're like, wait, is, is Walter not here? Did you just bring over the henchmen? And then he walks out, and everyone's just losing their minds. And then Kushida walks out, and you go, wait a second. This is a I need this match right now. See, this is the thing that even Paul talked about in a previous conference call earlier in the week is that, and I think this is something we're going to see more and more often going forward with NXT, is the different possibilities that are out there. Because I think you're going to see talent from, you know, not only NXT, but NXT UK and from 205 Live. And who's not to say you're not going to see some people from either Raw or SmackDown. But even if you see them, that doesn't necessarily mean like, okay, they're here in NXT for good. I I think the thing we're going to see a lot of times is guys are going to get rotated around. Okay, they're going to be here for two, three, four months. They're going to do a program or two. They're going to do something, but they want to keep it fresh and they want to keep rotating talent in and out. And you, you'll have your regulars, but I think you will see some fresh faces all the time come in and out of that NXT show. And the smart thing about that rotation is if they don't need you, they're not just going to throw you on the show. Correct. Yeah, I, I don't think they need so to do when- that. When, when people are like, oh, my God, can, can Walter be on the next takeover? It's like if there's a spot for him and they, they have a program for him. Yes, absolutely. You know, I mean, look at that that hour, too. I mean, Leo Rush returned, which I was like, I, I was surprised there wasn't more about that. I mean, Triple H talked about it after because I, I asked him about it, but it was like, wait, are we going to talk about this? Like you were gone for months and like removed all of your mentions of WWE. You were making music. Like we thought you were gone. Sure. But I think that's one of the things when you talk about triple H is that like, I don't know what exactly the issues were were between the two sides, but I think he will always look at it going, whatever is going on, or if you're not being used somewhere, I can, I can look at talent and I can find a use. And I want to take advantage of that because he, I think he has a way of talking with talent in a lot of different ways and saying, hey, guys, look at look at this guy. He brings something to the table. I want that. OK, is there something going on? OK, you're not being used somewhere. Let me see if I can talk to Vince and convince him to let me use you on my brand. Oh, is there are there issues behind the scenes going on or something? Well, let me let me talk with you about that and let's see if we can work our way through this because you are talented in I want talent on my show. I'll see through it. And Leo Rush is talented. Say what you will about other things that come along with him, but Leo Rush is very talented. Absolutely. Without question. I saw him I saw him wrestle Adam Cole for Ring of Honor in twenty I want to say it was sixteen. It was a Columbus show. And they absolutely killed it. And I was saying and I was I was I remember watching that match while watching Rush versus Lorkin last night and thinking this guy's gotten even better than then, and even then he was a standout. Now, the, only th- the only thing that ever really held him back was his height, and he kind of compensates for that. Um, there, there was a lot to like in this show. I like that they're giving Candace a shot. She has obviously moved away from just being Mrs. Gargano, which baffled me for like a year that they didn't want to do anything with her. Now they're putting her in the title picture. Whether this is finally the thing that takes down Shayna, it's hard to say. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Look at what we did not get on that first show. Uh, we, we, only- did not get Adam, we did not get Adam Colbebe with the exception of like being a side character. Right. We didn't get, we didn't get Champa. We didn't get Mr. NXT Johnny Gargano. What the hell? We didn't get any tag team matches. Correct. Street Profits show up and the poor bastards had to wear raw shirts. Yeah, there was, was like, a- that, that's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot that we didn't get that they can sit there and say, okay, this is our first little taste, but we can implement all of that coming up here. I mean, heck, even the, you know what was going to be, I guess, if you want to call it the main event, which is the street fight between you know Riddle and, and Killian Dane. They did that and had a non-finish because they're bringing it back next week. But I mean, they had the entire roster minus maybe a few different people. I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if Gargano was a part of that or not. But like, they had almost everybody on the roster brawling to end the show with you know oh, Marlon uh, losing his mind. When when <laughs> Walter stood up and locked Riddle in a submission hold, I screamed. I was like, "You're not doing that match." I was waiting for the caption of like you know because he's sitting at a table you know, back there and like, you got interrupted. I was like, how dare you interrupt my game of pinochle back here? I yeah. will choke you out now. It, yeah. it, I, you know, like he just breaks out of the <laughs> Right. And Reynolds just like, bro, sorry, bro. So, I mean, so right now, uh, they're they're setting up a couple of things for next week. And I mean, they're doing riddle against uh, Killian day next week. And the winner of that will get a title shot. And we'll face Adam Cole on the October 2nd show. We know for a fact it's on that show. It wouldn't shock me if it was, but I don't seem to recall them saying. I don't think they said that, but I think that that's the expectation. Okay. That's, I will throw that out there because you're correct. That's, that's a good catch because I'm, I'm sitting right now. We're at this point of, okay, there's going to be a, there's a lot of big shows that are coming up. There's a, there's a lot of first. We got SmackDown on Fox. We got NXT. We got AEW. We got all these different things. But there's no takeover until Survivor Series weekend. So they we don't even know if is there one Survivor Series weekend? Have they announced that one? Yeah, War Games. Okay, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We know for a fact War Games is coming back. And then past that, we don't know when the next takeover is. Past that, in theory, the only one on the schedule is Boston for SummerSlam. But we obviously know there will be some stuff uh, before that, right? So. May, who knows? Maybe they make that Worlds Collide thing actually matter. Like we, we've we all written that off pretty quickly, but if that's like a one-night tournament to crown something, that might not be nothing. It might not be. I mean, it just depends on how they want to use it. I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do with it, but it's it's kind of one of those wait-and-see things, you know? But, I mean, 
there's going to be so many things that are going on that it, it's it's tough to keep up with everything. I mean, we thought it was tough already because of you know the rise of independence and how many big indie shows. But now, when you've got AEW launching their TV show, with WWE is going to be putting out you know more product, obviously with NXT and this when worlds collide, and we'll see what they're going to do for takeovers. You know, I mean, there's there's just a ton of stuff that's out there. So October second is obviously going to be the huge night because we have AEW versus NXT that night. I, wait, you, you need to call it by its proper name. Well, all Elite wrestling dynamite. You know, no one from my generation knows what that's from. Uh, I know I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Walker appreciates it though. Uh, so NXT, we're, we're starting to get a glimpse of exactly what they're going to be doing that night. We, we know they're going to do Candice LeRae against Shayna Baszler. For yeah. the women's championship. Here's what else I think we could get. I think we could get Adam Cole against the winner of Matt Riddle and Killian Dane. So Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. I think we could get a tag team match with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly giving a return match to the former champions in the Street Profits. That, that wouldn't surprise me. They, they run it back from last takeover. They killed it there. So... And I think we could get an NXT UK title match between Walter and Kushida. Shut up and take my money. I I think that's what we're going to get that show. And I think I would not be surprised if they ended that show with Tomasa Ciampa showing up and saying, you've got Goldie, that's my property, and I'm coming back for her. With the world's worst theme music, it's rather unfortunate. Uh, well, it's it revels in how bad it is. I think Tony Storm is going to be on that show in some role because yeah. it, it feels like Tony Storm is going to be there. Pete Dunne it looks like he's now like a regular member of the regular NXT. It doesn't mean he won't be in NXT UK from time to time, but it looks like he's going to be a regular there. Um, you know what? The what? one, th- by the way, the one other thing we didn't get on um, uh, Wednesday night in NXT. I kept waiting for Roman Reigns, and he didn't appear. I don't know why. I mean, everybody kept talking about, we're going to get WWE talent. Roman Reigns is going to be on the show, so I'm expecting him. October 2nd, Roman Reigns is going to be out there, and he's going to buzzsaw somebody, right? Why are you making fun of the big dog? Come on, man. I'm not making fun of Roman. There's been so many people out there saying Vince is going to interfere with the show and Vince is going to put WWE talent on there. So, I mean, I'm I'm just hoping, you know, expecting Roman Reigns to be a part of the show. I mean, well, if if Vince is going to bring anybody, it's the guy that he thinks all the ladies want in big banter, Baron Corbin. Oh, that's true. He old, old country breakfast. Come on. Let's refer to him in the proper way. King Baron Corbin. The uncrowned king. He ain't got no crown. He doesn't that, have that, a crown. That crown was a plastic piece of crown. <laughs> it must have been. Good it God, was, man. It was bent before Gable smashed it. Um, by the way, when when Gable smashed all that stuff, I thought like the head of the scepter went in the crowd. Come to find out, Corey Graves got it and uh, put it down on his desk and shook his head and put his head down and was so disappointed that Baron Corbett did not have a scepter to use as the king. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't think Vince McMahon's going to change that show on October second. No, I who I knows if we're going to get some WWE he, talent. I don't think he has any reason to right now. No, he doesn't. Now, and, now that's that's not to say. 
I wouldn't mind some sort of NXT versus everybody else come Survivor Series. Right. And a, and a theme going into that pay-per-view. That's not the worst idea. It's not. I mean, I'd sit here and I'd joke about the Roman Reigns showing up on that show. I don't expect it. If he showed up, would it be the worst if, thing in the world? If the, if the big dog wants to hunt, let him. It's his yard, okay? So he can do what he wants, man. So, I mean, I don't expect it. Am I going to sit there and roll my eyes if it happens? I mean, I got to see how it's used. But, I mean, I, I, personally, I would laugh if it happened at this point because I feel like they're just trolling everybody. You know, it's almost like, yeah. ha you got us. Okay. Or or just or just Big Show runs in, knocks out the cruiserweights, grabs a mic, says, I have a message for Roman Reigns. I'm hoping that the... Uh, the 24-7 champion, Glenn Jacobs, uh, arrives and says... Former, former champion. Who has the championship now? The Ric Flair of the 24-7 championship, Our truth That's right. Okay, yeah, he does have it back. He won it back because he rode on top of a limousine. Yes. I can't keep track of it now. Well, it, it's when in doubt, just Truth got it back, and Carmella's, like, getting a piggyback ride from him. He's running away. It's... That it, what... The, the thing that frustrates me about that title now is that's kind of their default is just, oh, Trick wins it back and runs away. I'm like, you, you, you could try harder. But. So when Carmella came out to save Charlotte the other night, should should uh, Truth have been piggybacking on her when she came out and made the <laughs> Or No, Truth should have been in the ring thinking that Charlotte was like third Carmella. <laughs> he might have. Okay. It's like, excuse me, other Carmella, but we're hiding. Our truth is in the studio. You betrayed yourself. So I, I can't do it. <laughs> I know we're still two weeks out, and we'll talk about it a little bit more next week. But as we sit here right now, is there anything else you expect for that NXT on October second show? Because that that I, that's the mega show. Man, that's a, it's a st- it, it's looking like a stack card already. Like WWE came to play with this. What, we're, what we've all decided to call the Wednesday Night War, even though almost everyone, when they get asked about it, says it's not a war. It's the term every fan is using. And I'm okay with that. But everyone was like, oh, AEW, they're catching WWE with their pants down. They're, they're going to they're gonna revolutionize things. It's like, uh, NXT is not screwing around, guys. They, they're bringing their A game, and uh, their A game looks pretty good. Vince McMahon and Triple H, Paul Levesque, have a little bit of experience in this wrestling business. So I don't think they're going to be caught with their pants down. I think that they are. I think there's going to be a choice for fans. And and the beautiful thing about all of this, and everybody has said this time and time again, even one CM Punk said this, that guess what? We can watch everything and the fans are winners. And the thing I, I would advise to do is to watch everything. But I'm curious. But the question I'm going to be asking every week is which one was better? You know, I, I'm, I'm always going to operate under the assumption that you've watched both because, hey, we're wrestling fans. But the next day, I want to be asking people, hey, which show was better than the night before? And I don't think that's a bad way to go about it. I don't either. And I think the cool thing because is going you, to be. If you want to judge it by quality, by all means. Yeah. I mean. If we get to a point where we can have a conversation going, I thought this show was better. And somebody else says, well, I thought this show was better. And you both have good points. Or even if 
uh, it goes back and forth where, hey, one week it's AEW, the following week it's NXT, something like that. I mean, that is great. You know, if they're going back and forth, they're having great shows. And you know what's even better? If you had that conversation about like Raw and SmackDown because they're putting on hot shows and there's a lot that's going to be going on there as well. So but here's just as likely a possibility. What was great this week? NXT. What else? AEW. What about Raw and SmackDown? Eh, who cares? That could be something because there could be a burnout factor and people might say, hey, like we like what they're doing and that's enough of a wrestling fix for us. So maybe I don't want to watch Raw or they don't want to watch SmackDown. I mean, it just depends on what they're going to do with those shows. How do they use their talent? Uh, do they change anything up except especially when it comes to SmackDown, which if anybody watched the NFL this weekend on Fox, you saw plenty of SmackDown ads before we started taping. I'm watching the Cubs Cardinals game, which is on uh, Fox tonight. And there's Braun Strowman in the Bra booth. Brian, it, it's football season. I don't know what you're doing watching baseball. I'm watching baseball. I'm watching my Cubs go down the drain. But they're they're in the broadcast booth, and there's Braun Strowman. I mean, I took a picture of it, tweeted it out. It's like, hey, look at old Braun up there, man. You know, telling stories and talking about SmackDown on Fox. Have you seen his new line of T-shirts? I have not. It's called Meat Castle. <laughs> Meat Castle. It's amazing. Did you see where Luke Harper, the returning Luke Harper, pointed out that everybody that's ever worked for a second in NXT now has a T-shirt, but he still has never had one? Yeah, but did you see that photo pop up on Reddit where they made custom Luke Harper shirts and like half the locker room was wearing it? <laughs> and they're all just posing for the camera. And it's just a picture. It's just a drawing of Harper going, yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's all I used to do when he'd come out to the ring. Is that as good as the Oni Lorkin shirt that he drew? <laughs> I want that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it, like a red shirt with black letters that says Oni Lorkin on it? Spe speaking of shirts, I want to ask this now because I don't want to forget about it when we get to the question section. And maybe you don't get that far in the episode. So I put this out on Twitter, and I got some answers. Not a lot, but some. I want to start wearing wrestling clothing brand shirts when I'm on camera over in the comicbook.com studio, particularly when I go on to our shows and talk about wrestling. Mm -hmm. I, I have Naomi, and I love him. Love him to death. Um, you, you pointed me up to... Suplex. Yep. I I think someone said I think it was called Hardway. Mm -hmm. um, I know I know there's others. I know there's lots of others. So, so in other words, you're trying to get some free merch right now. Okay. Not what I'm asking. That's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking is, guys, if you like wrestling themed shirts, not like oh this is my Randy Savage shirt or this is my Hulk Hogan shirt. No, I'm talking like the just generic like I'm holding up the Lucha Mask one. You know, it's wrestling theme, but it's not necessarily centered around a certain star. Right. It's, it's a brand. It's a brand. If you have a particular brand you enjoy, please hit me up on Twitter. Connor Casey underscore CB. I want to hear your suggestions because I want to start representing those brands. And I'll take suggestions. And if anybody wants to send me some free stuff, you can hit me up at Brian Fritz. <laughs> I'll be I'll be a show. I'll take the free stuff. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I, I will say this. That's uh suplex wrestling uh because i i've done some stuff for them for a couple of years so they actually put out some uh good quality stuff but there's 
there's a lot of people now that really do. And there's a lot of different places that are out there. There's some that we don't even know about. So there are, and I, I see some, I see a lot pop up on pro wrestling tees, but I'm never certain. Like, is this, is this good quality? Is this, is this, does this look good in person? Like you gotta, you gotta go in with a little bit of information when you try to buy stuff online. Otherwise you get buyer's remorse and no one wants that. Absolutely. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So we talked about NXT on October 2nd. So obviously, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite is going to be on uh, that night as well. We now have the name. They put out a couple of posters that came out uh, earlier on Wednesday. With with no advance notice. Yes. Like, out of nowhere, like, like I got two emails. 102 in the afternoon, Cody. Hey, here's a poster. Guess what the name is? You're like, Cody. Okay, fine. Oh, I know, because I got like two different emails, uh, you know, going, hey, so uh, here's here's the name of the show. Here's some info. And here's the first poster. And then there was another email that was like, all right, here's the official first or name of the show, even though it kind of been leaked. Somebody saw it on their DVR and kind of put it out there. If you had if you and I checked this, if you had looked in your Xfinity guide for the night before. October 2nd. So October 1st, the preview show was listed as AEW Dynamite. Okay. So that's what gave it away. And on top of that, there had been a trademark filing for AEW Dynamite. So there you go. And, and I mean, they had, they had filed for Wednesday Night Dynamite, Tuesday Night Dynamite. Like, I, I had a feeling that was the name that they were pretty locked in on for a while. Yeah. We know a few things that they're going to be doing on that first show. We already know that the first ever match they're going to do is Cody and Sammy Guevara. We know there's going to be the six-man tag team match where Kenny Omega and the Bucks are going to team up against Chris Jericho and his two mystery and partners. L- uh, uh, it's LAX. Like, right. Let's stop fooling ourselves here, people. It's, it's Ortiz and Santana. Sure. And then we know that Rio is going to take a Nala Rose to crown the first ever AEW Women's Championship. I guess the question is going to be what oh, are they you going forgot that you forgot the the new the latest match Dungeons and Dragons versus I don't play Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> as seen on Twitter this week. Right. So we just have to see how they're going to fill the rest of it, because um, with NXT, it's a very similar show than what they've done. Uh, you're not going to get a ton of promos. You're going to get some like that this first week. You didn't get any. But, um, you know. They're gonna. They're not gonna do too much when it comes to promos. We we have no idea what AEW is going to look like. How the the look of the show, how the feel of the show. Uh, I, ha- what- I have a prediction. The set will involve a chandelier I, because they love that chandelier. God and, 
Bless. And they'll probably use the uh, the, the, the tunnels, two, the two entrance tunnels that they must have. The tunnels took. that are too short for Jungle Boy to ride on Luchasaurus. Is back. Yep. So uh, I, I got a feeling we'll see that. But we have no idea the feel, the look, uh, what they're going to do on the show. Um, I'm, I'm a, they've got to do something else pretty big on that first episode. And I guess that's what everybody's going to be looking at because, you know, they want to be unique. They want to be different. and. I think we're all curious what they're going to do to accomplish that and what they're going to do in that first show when it comes to really provide a little bang for the buck and saying, Hey, here we are. It'll be interesting to see um, yeah. there. It's it. Am I wrong to say that while some of these matches will be important, there isn't, there isn't a Walter Kushida match in that lineup. There, there isn't a, Oh my God, I need to see this now. The only, I mean, the biggest match that they could do that they're obviously not because uh, they're holding off until their next pay-per-view is Moxley against Kenny Omega. But, I mean, they're right heck, in holding heck, that off. Heck, Moxley versus Spears for Boston the next week. Right. So, it's I mean, like, a, I need to see that. Well, what are we going to, I mean, some of the things they haven't announced, they're not going to announce everything, but like, no. okay, is John Moxley going to, I mean, we expect Moxley it's, to be on the show. Mo- but- Mox is booked to be there and make an appearance, and I would bet money someone comes out and cuts interrupts his promo. Sure. And you just go from there. And I hope it's Pac. Well, and the other thing is too, like we don't know who else is on this roster. We don't know everybody we're, that's on the missing, AEW roster. We're missing allegedly 40% of the roster. Right. Allegedly I'd love, 40%. I'd love to know where that 40% is coming from. Me too. I've Cause I have questions. I have a lot of questions around that, but yeah, I mean, I, I, there's going to be some people that we have not seen yet. They're going to be a part of the show. I don't know how many, but I mean, I would expect a few. For sure. And we just have to wait until then. Now, um, you, you alluded to this when we first started, but so Kenny Omega, um, made some is, pretty interesting comments is, uh, he's, he's talking trash as the young kids say he is. So he did an interview with sports Kedia and, and there was a video interview. And if you watch some of this, some of it, you feel like he's in character. Cause like they asked him about oh. Moxley and all this stuff. So, so well, you have a question. And when I did the write up, I pointed it out. Like after the, the quote section, I was like, Hey, uh, it's, it's pretty apparent. He's in character for some of this. He is in character for at least some of this, but the other thing is too, at the beginning of it, when he's talking about the quote unquote war between AEW and NXT, um, even if he is kind of in character or not, he is also an executive vice president with the company. So you have to look at it from that standpoint. And, um, here's some of the quote that he, uh, said, um, he goes, uh, it's weird because it's hard to say you're going to war with people that I call my friends, and yet we're going to go to war. And yet when I sit back and I look at the grand picture, it's like, I'm going to war with these dudes. If they were on the same show together, the same promotion, let's pretend there were no borders. Let's pretend there are no promotions. Let's just pretend there's one big promotion. If these guys were in the same show as me, they'd be in the dark match. They'd be in the opening match of my main event match. You want to call that a war? You want to call that competition? Go ahead. Maybe it's fun for you to do. That's cool. But we're different planets. And you're going to see that right away when you see 10,000 plus seat arenas sold out. You're going to see smiles on fans' faces. and You're going to see real stars, not developmental talent, but real stars appearing on your television sets every week. He he used that word that Triple H loves to dispute on the 
conference calls, developmental. There, don't, don't say that word or he will refute you. Well, like I mean, there's, yeah, there, there's a couple it, of things to unpack there because from the standpoint of when he's talking about, okay, guys are in NXT. Uh, number one, you're on a developmental show. They're not real stars because they're on the developmental show. Uh, Which it, we, we, we've made pretty apparent isn't not really the case anymore. Correct. They, they, they've, They've shifted away from yeah. that. They would be in dark matches on their show, you know, shows that he's on. And then uh, the other thing that I which, got. Which by, which, by the way, he, he did clarify because someone was like, even Matt Riddle? And he's like, no, not Matt Riddle. Matt, there's an exception to every rule. I'm just like, there's a few exceptions to the rule then, Kenny. There's a few. But when he, you know, when he talks about how the shows are going to look different, and he says, hey, we're going to have more than 10,000, you know, people in, you know, jam-packed arenas around here. And But the, the other one that I really thought was where he said, you're going to see smiles on fans' faces, which is like, well, fans are not smiling. It, it, I mean, okay, he but. He can't be talking about NXT then, okay? No, he, <laughs> he can't be talking about NXT. If you, he, you know, he's not. He, he, he's, he's thinking of a different program, possibly one that takes place on Monday nights. Uh, no, this, this really just felt like he was in character. He's one hundred percent on the side of AEW. He's gonna attack the uh, opposition in certain ways to make it look like, hey, we're the bigger show. We're in bigger venues. We're touring the country. Uh, this is the developmental brand. We're the we're the we're the brand. So, you know, it, it's apples and oranges. It's it's not really. You're you're two hours live every week on major cable networks with comparable audiences at the same time. It, 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 the comparison is a lot more apt than he's giving credit for, and that's that's obvious. You know, th- this was meant to stir people up. Nobody listened to that quote. And said, you know what? You're right. NXT sucks. And I'm going to go watch AEW. Now, he was speaking to the people that would be like, oh, you're going to get mad when I say this. But NXT is the developmental brand. And none of them belong in the dark matches. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, I'm not. You can't. It's trying to pull out a reaction. And don't fall for it. It is. I I think that there's twofold to it. Number one. I think he is trying to get a reaction. He is going to make those comments, whether you want to look at him as Kenny Omega, the character, Kenny Omega, the real person, Kenny Omega, the executive vice president for AEW. He is saying stuff because he wants to elicit a reaction. He wants people to pay attention to what he's saying. The other thing that I would say when it comes to that is that's cool. If he wants to make those comments, because part of it is too, there's an ego that goes into this. There's an, I have always said this, there's an ego that goes with professional athletes, especially ones that are at the top of their game. And you, kinda, if, you have to have one. Basically. Exactly. You have to have an ego. So it doesn't mean you've got to run wild with an ego, but guess what? You get to that point because you have a certain level of confidence and you have an ego that goes with that. And guess what? Kenny Omega is very confident what he is doing and what others are doing for AEW. He believes in that brand. He believes in what they are doing. He is. He believes in what they've done. He believes in what they're doing. Uh, he believes that they are going to be a massive success and that fans are going to be watching them. And this is going to be something to go for, you know, uh, for the future of professional wrestling. So he believes in the product. What I would say to that is that's great. And, he, you know, you believe it, you should say it. But now we are coming to the point, come October 2nd and beyond, 
or it's put up or shut up time. Then we'll really see. And that's the beautiful thing in all this. He can make those comments. You can take what you want from them. But guess what? We're going to see how it plays out on the field coming up here. Yeah. And it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, that's what makes it so exciting is we, we're about to see it. You know, the, the time for talk is just about over. Now is the time for the graphs. Let's hit up some other stuff from WWE up uh, in the must, week because last week because that that pay per view was you have it listed as ho hum it was it was more than ho hum that's what I have on our notes is I have ho hum it, it was it was poo it was there there was a it couple was, of things on there but it wasn't it like, honestly I think it was a show I and I've talked about this like WWE didn't have an outright bad pay per view and then Sunday came around and I was like this is a bad pay-per-view this this might be the first bad one of the year like we've gone into some shows especially over the summer where we're thinking god stomping grounds is gonna suck that that main event in extreme rules that's a joke and then both those shows end up being great like fastly it's like what the hell are they doing with daniel bryan and kevin owens that match is gonna blow and then it's then the story of kofi kingston basically plays out throughout the entire show and ali gets added to that triple threat now i don't know where that triple threat is like a we just randomly threw three people together, and it's like one of the best matches we put on all year. What the hell? Well, tell me if you agree, but I'm, I was watching that show, and like the first half, of it, I was like, "This isn't blowing me away," but this is this is good stuff so far. And then it felt like it like it slammed on the brakes about halfway through, it, and you just kind of felt like everything slowed down from that point. Uh, well, it, it was a series of mistakes in a row. It was you spent. You, you had the – let me make sure I get this match order correct. Sure. You had not you had Nakamura beat Miz in eh, whatever. Just, right. You know, a 10-minute whatever match. Yeah. Then you have Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch, which is a great match. But they messed it up. They had Becky get disqualified, but the referee never rang the bell. Yeah, so we didn't just, know what was going they on. Just, they just kept fighting for 15 more minutes, so – as as fans, we're trained to go, okay, the bell hasn't rung. The referee hasn't gone up and said, you hit me with the chair? Ring the bell. There was none of that. It was, oh, he's knocked out. They're going to brawl around the arena. When they get back to the ring, the ref's going to wake up and see either Sasha tapping or Becky knocked out and Sasha pinning her. Like, that's how these matches work. And instead, they give us 15 minutes to wait and watch and then go, Oh, by the way, the match got thrown out like 10 minutes ago. I don't know why you guys are invested now. And it's like, like everybody's watching at home is going, wait, what did he just say? And then the and then the audience doesn't figure out what's going on until the referee finally says something. And, and that's why everyone booed. Because they were like, you guys didn't give us a finish. What the hell? That's the tough thing when you're in and, attendance at a show. Sometimes there's so many different things that get set on a broadcast, but you don't know what the hell's going on when you're in the building. And we certainly didn't know anybody who was in attendance or popped up on screen at a certain point during said brawl. Yeah. I, I certainly can't think of anybody. The, the two things that happened on the show were, hi, hi Mike Wiseman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I ain't done. Cause they, this, this was the first of several. Okay. Then you have a 20 minute Kingston Orton match that God, I love these two and I love the storyline, but the match was kind of boring. Even if the ending was great. So by the time you get to the Rollins-Strowman match, which was basically a sprint, you've basically been through an hour of, wow, these guys are have really kind of lost uh, lost control of this show. Like, the crowd's kind of dead at this point. 
We've had a couple matches that went on for way too long. And now we're at an ending that almost feels kind of, you know, obvious. You know, and don't get me wrong, they they made Braun look as strong as humanly possible in defeat. And it over by itself, completely remove everything else, that Rollins Strowman match is fine. It's pretty good. But on coming after everything else, it's like you don't get the benefit of the doubt here. And then by the end of it, nobody's talking about it because the most exciting thing about it is a guy in a clown mask showing up afterwards and crucifying CrossFit Jesus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, it felt like that's what the whole show was set up for, was The Fiend is going to attack Seth Rollins. And I think we all expected that in some way especially since you know they let the cat out of the bag and you know when it came to the promotional side of things saying hey uh bray wyatt's taking on seth rollins at hell in a cell those, those ads came out and for whatever reason wwe like flat out acknowledged it you know in the uh firefly funhouse segments. well they didn't acknowledge it the evil vince mcmahon puppet acknowledged sure it. and then he would he was silenced with all the money that bray was making yes yeah, so stuffing money in his down his throat or whatever. Um, nom, 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 nom. but i mean that the two things that we got were that and we got we got the return of luke harper slim down luke harper out there the bludgeon yeah, brothers are back between him, Rusev, and Leo Rush, it was a week full of, these guys are never coming back. And they came back. I love when everybody comes back and they're tanned and slimmer than ever before. Because you got paid to do nothing for months. No, no, you know no. what I would do during that time? I would go work out like a maniac. And that's what they do is because they go, they get their body right, they're rested, and they can spend more time eating normally that you can't necessarily do on the road, working out, getting rest, which is something you can't do on the road. I mean, look at Seamus, who's rumored to be coming back here sometime fairly soon, maybe. And he he dropped 40 pounds. To be ready to come back. And I've seen him in person. He has slimmed down. Yeah. All because Vince McMahon basically said he he was fat around Christmas. But trust me, I would would kill for a, a month paid off just to work out. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't just, it? That would be amazing. Yeah. But uh, that's where we see these guys come back. They're in great shape. Luke Harper looked like he was in great shape. And anyway, that- he's going to be teaming up with Eric Rowan again, um, which is something we've always kind of thought like, well, that makes the most sense. But I, I know that Harper has looked for opportunities to do something on his own, but um, they don't want to do that. And at least we get Luke Harper back. And while he is back, he is reportedly not signed to a new deal. 
So for how long? One must ask. That's a good question. And and the other question is, because of what we saw happen on SmackDown, it looks like we're going to see Harper and Rowan against what we all thought was evil Daniel Bryan against Roman Reigns. But how evil is he or can he still be evil, you know, bad guy Daniel Bryan when this is going on? Or is this all like some elaborate ruse? I, 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 w- I would love for it to be. Brian just walks out. I was like, okay, Roman, I'll help you. I'm so mad about pollution, but I'll help you. Right. That's that's kind of what I expect at some point because he, I, I, I really expect him to say, Roman, you know what? I still have problems with you. I really do. But you know what you didn't do? You didn't lie to me. Okay. That guy lied to me over there. Eric Rowan is a liar and I don't I, like him. And guess I what? Know. Luke Harper, you want to side with a liar? You go ahead and do that because you're going to be on the opposite side of the ring from me. I, so Brian, while he may not be the wrestler of the year for me, God damn it if he's not the character of the year. He's fantastic. Every single time that man is on screen, I love it. I know. E- even when he's out to reveal Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> love Dan- love me some evil heel e- ecological protester Daniel Bryan. Love him. Uh, and I- but I'm worried. I am I'm worried that Fox was like, we want the yes chant. The first night of SmackDown. So get that guy out there. Well, he's a bad guy right now. Well, too bad. Fix him. And you're like, okay. I don't know if they can get to that point of him being the yes guy again within two weeks. That'd be kind of, that's uh that's a quick turn. <laughs> I don't know. I think you just have, he just has to, even if he's still wearing the flannel, just start doing it. And I think the crowd will be like, yo, it's back. We're doing it. <laughs> Maybe. I, we did see Brock Lesnar return out of nowhere and he's on smackdown and and he is challenging on television first time in more than 15 years he will be wrestling for free and he'll be wrestling kofi kingston for the championship and i mean i think i i, I tweeted my thoughts uh r.i.p kofi i'm yeah. sorry well I that's the thing i mean i think we've all thought that once brock lost to seth again that and he didn't have the universal championship that the right move and i thought maybe they're going to do this even before was okay he's done with seth he's done with that championship he'll do something with with kofi over on smackdown for the for the wwe championship so we've all been waiting for it and and i thought the logical move was going to be okay that first episode of smackdown is going to end with brock attacking kofi like out of nowhere and like Kofi defends the title and everybody's like, hey, Kofi still got the championship. We're all happy. And here comes Big Bad Brock and beats him up. But instead, uh, Brock decided to come back this week with uh, Paul Heyman and issued a challenge. The bearded Brock Lesnar issuing the challenge. And uh, he still beat up <laughs> Kofi Kingston. But they're going to do the match on uh, the first episode of SmackDown on Fox, which, by the way, is... Two nights before Hell in a Cell. Two nights before Hell in a Cell and is also their 20th anniversary special. So you get such big SmackDown names as Hulk Hogan and Sting and Goldberg. Man called guys Sting. That are, guys that are utterly synonymous with the blue brand. Do you think we will get The Rock? I think we will get him via satellite. I think there will be some sort of recorded package because wherever he is, I'm sure he's off filming something somewhere 
while also bench pressing a truck. You're probably right. <laughs> like the man, he's a busy man. He is. I I will say this too. Um, to go back to somebody else that we referenced before, it's been quite the turn. Uh, uh quite the last couple of months for one Baron Corbin. To the point where we were all kind of tired of that guy. And then he wins the King of the Ring and he's had these really good matches and everything. And I'm like, man, I'm 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 in on Baron Corbin again. It's the dude put on an excellent tournament and he he didn't cheat to win. Like that was that was the thing I kept seeing people point out was, yeah, he he's he played dirty, but he always stayed within the rules and he looked great each time. Absolutely. Credit, credit to him. It was a, it was a great match. And if this is if if what happened on Tuesday was the way to stop him from wearing the goofy getup every week, okay. You no, know, you can still call him King Corbin or whatever. But yeah, I wish Gable had won. I wish they could have used this to launch him off into something. But maybe this feud is what keeps him going. They they didn't just take him off TV after you know. Oh, you lost. Sorry, kid. Yeah, I better mean, look, he had a really good match next, out there. And better luck next time you make the Olympics. With Corbin, you know, when and when you talk about the whole getup, you know, he's got the robe, he's got the scepter, and he's even got, you know, the the chair and everything. Uh, you know, they destroyed everything. And they, I think they've done that before. I think they did that one other time. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's not like every time the person, you know, goes around wearing the robe and the scepter all the time. I mean, obviously Booker T did. That's one of the more memorable ones, but obviously Austin but didn't then, back in but the day. But some, some had it where they were kind of stuck with it, where yeah. bad, bad news Barrett lost all whatever momentum he had, because instead of bad news Barrett, now he's King Barrett. Right. You know, I don't remember you calling know, I, them. Or, or Seamus wearing the weird Celtic getup. Yes. It's like, look, my cape is green and my crown is made of wood. Yeah, yeah, that was a little bit different. Or, um, I mean, we didn't see a badass Billy Gunn, you know, wearing the robe all the time when he won it. But, but my uh, name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. King Badass. Um, but, I mean, they just wanted to get that out of the way. I don't expect to see it next week. I mean, it's, it's, I think it was something where if we had seen Corbin wearing it, I think we could have accepted it just because he is such a snarky jackass of a character. They'd be like, oh, this freaking fool is out here again. And it kind of, you could do it to some extent with him, but they just got out of the way. Like they put him in it one time, one time he wore the whole getup and they said, all right, let's smash it, you know, and get it out of the way. And we can just say that he won the King of the Ring. He has the accolade but we don't have to worry about putting him in the costume each and every week. That's fair. Can I, can I say one thing about rock? Yeah. I didn't get a chance to say earlier. So I know a lot of people are going to be maybe upset about Brock versus Kofi, but let me pitch this idea to you. Oh, if they go with Raw versus SmackDown again for survivor series, that would mean Brock Lesnar would be probably wrestling the fiend. It could be, which is think about that match and think about what you could do. The God tier level you could put the fiend on if he went over. I think it's pretty amazing too the way that Seth Rollins beat Braun Strowman, where he had to use the stomp four times and a match and a pedigree. Calling out Papa Trips. That's right. 
So he had to do pedigree. He had to do three stumps, pedigree, then another stump to get the win. But yet, the Fiend took Seth right out. So obviously, they're doing a lot with Bray right off the bat. They're they're putting him even above a Braun Strowman right there, and it's you know, and if you and the people and I I see people being like they're they're going too fast. You got to remember, they've been doing this version of Bray Wyatt since April. Yeah, they so have been. Not, even though he's only had one televised match, he's been on television hyping up this very specific character for four months. And he's also a former WWE champion. And he's also well-established from a previous run on television. So it's not like we just threw out the great Kali and put him in a world title match five matches into his career. I don't know how long it took them to do that, but are they putting this? There's, there's putting, they're striking while the iron is hot. And then there's pushing a guy too fast. And I think this is the former. Well, I think they, they're very excited about the character because they, they've had Bray Wyatt before. This is a different incarnation of him, you know, taken to the nth degree of what they did before with him. But I think that they feel so confident in the character and said, you know what? We didn't capitalize on this the first time. Now that we've got this new version of him, yeah. let's do something different with him. And I think that's why they're doing this so quickly. And it feels like now with what they've already done, the limited interaction between him and Seth, it feels like he has to beat Seth. He has to win the WWE championship at Hell in a Cell. And I, and I think within the next couple of weeks, it's almost like this reset when you get Raw and SmackDown in that I think we're going to have new champions on both brands when it comes to the men's side. And then we go into the draft right after that. Exactly. And if you think that the Fiend doesn't have enough momentum to be world champion right now, let me ask you this. Of the two Hell in a Cell matches that we know are going to happen at the pay-per-view, which one's the main event? Oh, it's Seth against Spray. It's not Becky, the man, the supposed face of the business, as she says. It's not that match. It's Rollins versus Wyatt. And no one will say a word. Not even the most strictest Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks fans are going to say a word if their match goes on earlier than the night. Do you think that we will get Bray wrestling on Raw before Hell in a Cell? I think they can get away with what they did on Monday, which is, hey, I'm here. Die, Kane. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. I would just have Sorry, them I, taking I, people I gave, out. I just I just gave Bray Seth Rollins his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's the way it feels right now is like they're kind of in this reset mode and, and they're, they're at a point where it's just like, all right, uh, we're going to put new champions. We're going to have new champions out there. You know, it's going to be. You know, Bray as the fiend is going to you know beat Seth. Brock is going to beat Kofi. It it feels obvious, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. So that way we kind of reset. We have new directions, and then we do the draft, and we'll see where the chips fall where they may. And and I have no idea where everybody is going to be when it comes to that because it's not just of who's going to end up on Raw and who's going to end up on SmackDown, but it's also going to be are we going to see guys that have been regulars with NXT? Are they going to show up on Raw or SmackDown, or is there going to be guys? I mean, we don't even know how that draft is going to work. Is it going to include some NXT stuff as well? I mean, even though. We're not going to see the draft on the NXT show 
and the draft is going to be, you know, on, on SmackDown for its second week and then the following Monday for Raw. But we don't know how NXT is going to be included in that or even NXT UK or 205 Live or any of this. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of questions that go into what they're going to be doing for this draft. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if there's maybe one or two moves from NXT to the, to the other guys. But I, I think Hunter made it pretty clear. You know, this is this one. This draft is meant to establish the brand split again. It's not so much about, okay, who's the next crop of NXT guys that we can plunder? I don't think that's that. Because they don't want to lose anybody right now because they're on USA. Right. Like, people talked about, like, when Velveteen Dream lost the other night, they're like, all right, is he going to Raw or SmackDown? And I'm like, I don't think he's going to either. And he's he, going he to a title match with Adam Cole in a few months. I think that's what he's doing. That, right. You know, I mean... Adam Cole cost him the title. And I look at it, too, from a standpoint of I, I don't think NXT is necessarily an, an inferior brand. But, you know, Velveteen Dream is a is a guy that's been made there. And I still think that he needs to tour with that group even longer um, because I still think he's got some holes in his game. Yeah, I don't think we, he's a, he's still not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he's still very young. He shouldn't even be a finished product yet, most likely. I mean. There's very few people that have been, you know, incredibly good, you know, at that age. And he's he's good right now. It's just, you know, people know him with NXT. And I think that's the brand that he still needs to be with. And, and I don't think right now is a time where necessarily they should be taking guys off NXT. I think I think we're kind of wondering, like, is Kevin Owens going to go back to NXT because of the teaser we talked about last week? But then they're doing the storyline now where he's suing you know, Shane McMahon. And in the meantime, he's allowed to tour with them as they go overseas. So he's going to be wrestling uh, you know, on the SmackDown brand for that. So we don't know, like, is Kevin Owens going to go back there or is it something that he could be on NXT for a few weeks and then he's back on either Raw or SmackDown? Or, and could they use that for other people as well? I mean, there's there's a lot of unknown that goes on with all of this right now between all these brands. And I think I think that's a really cool function of all of this is that We've got to see exactly how the draft is going to play out. And we also have to see um, who's going to end up where. And there's a lot of different things that they could do right now. We just got to see exactly how they do it. My thing is, I think the big focus they're going to have is how do we flip flop SmackDown from being the, the workhorse show to being the big sports entertainment spectacle show? Because I think. I, I think the changing of the guard is pretty real at this point. That SmackDown is going to become the A show. Yes, you know, not just in storyline, but like how it is approached by the company. Is this is the big this is the big fish because this is network television as opposed to cable. And when you start hearing that Michael Cole is going to be shifted over to SmackDown, that that tells you like, hey, that's our veteran broadcaster that is going to be a part of that brand because we're going to see differences when it comes to the broadcast team. And the talk right now is that Michael Cole will be on just one brand and it looks like it's going to be on SmackDown. And if, you know, Roman's already over there, I bet you Becky's going to move over there. I think... I think all, a lot of their top stars right now are going to move over there. And then Raw is going to be left with, and my hope is, it's going to be left with the guys that Paul Heyman sees as, I could do a lot with you. They're not using you a lot particularly right now, but I know there's a lot of mileage. 
I could get out of you. The way he viewed, you know, we all, but when he was like, give me Benoit and Jericho and Eddie Guerrero, you know, and put them on, give me that for SmackDown. And they're like, oh, what's, what are you going to do with that? And then SmackDown's freaking killing it in the ratings. Cause Hey, I took these six guys, some main event level, some, you know, kind of mid card and elevated them all up together to where suddenly you could use those six however you wanted. And every time they kind of knocked it out of the park. Yeah. So and maybe he looks at, at Raw the same way now and he goes, you know what? I see Ali, I see Ricochet and Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy. And I go, you know what? I can use all of you and I can make a lot of money doing it. I don't need Brock Lesnar, my client. I don't need, you know, Becky Lynch. I can still make a, I can still make a compelling product. That's to me. What Raw looks like at the end of this, I think, is my most interesting thing. Because I, I really want to see what Paul what Paul is left with and then what he does with that. Well, I don't think we're going to get Brock, Roman, and Braun all on the same brand. I think we could. I think we absolutely could. I, think we, I don't think we will, but Bra- I mean, yeah. Two, two-thirds of them are already over there. Right. So. Well what brand does Daniel Bryan end up on as well? Like there, there's a couple of other interesting names where, that are where out there. Does I mean, it, where does AJ Styles land? Where, yeah. where does the OC land? Where's Finn Balor land when he comes back? Where I, does, I, you know, if, if it goes where, where the way that we Ra- think in some ways, I think AJ Styles and Seth Rollins are going to be the guys that are holding down the fort on Raw. Like, like I say, holding down along, the fort. With, be- along with Bray Wyatt, who is essentially your could. He's not there yet, yeah. but he could be this generation's undertaker. Yeah, you know, he, he honestly could be, and I know that is black. I know in a lot of the circles that's blasphemy, but this generation's legitimate version of the Undertaker, not just because he's got the the mystical and the supernatural thing going. No, by the way he's booked as this unstoppable force, that sometimes gets stopped, but most times does not. Right, it's going to take something uh, Su- superhuman, basically. Almost. Yeah, to to be able to beat him. A, Perhaps a man in matching hats and shirts and wristbands and jean shorts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's not coming back. <laughs> He's not coming back. He, he'll come back to SmackDown if anywhere. Let's yeah. be real. <laughs> so I, I, I'm very curious to see how it all lays out. I mean, I basically, I mean, we've we've got a lot of big shows that are coming up in a very short period of time. Now that we've got NXT on Wednesday, and we're gonna see that. Ge- you know, ramped up even bigger. We're going to get AEW coming up here. Uh, once we get Raw and SmackDown on their real nights. NWA is launching their studio show. Yes, they are. We get it with Jim Cornette on the commentary. We've got Nick Aldis versus Tim Storm. Okay. Okay. I don't want to say anything bad out there, but we've got, no, I honestly, I can't, I won't say anything bad because you know, something they've got an idea. They're going with something different. I'll say this. It's, that's the whole thing. It is something different. And they're playing to that crowd. And that's that's a smart move. Like, we'll, we will pick our lane, you know, and our lane's going to be a little bit different. I'm not sure why you changed the NWA logo to the state of Georgia, but that is your call. And <laughs> you, go, you go ahead with that. Uh, impacts on Axis. New Japan is still God's gift to wrestling. And if you're really still hungry, I'm sure there's some British promotions. Oh, and Bola's this weekend. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're not, if you're bored, you shouldn't be. Should we be taking bets on what night we think Impact will be airing on Access since they haven't announced it yet? Uh, no, because I'm sure it's like, that day doesn't make any sense. They'll pick that day. Well, I, to me, the smart night is Tuesday night. Uh, I would not be surprised if they said, let's go Thursday night, which is against the NFL in the fall, what? or let's go with Friday night after SmackDown because people are already watching wrestling, which by that point, they might be burned out on watching wrestling. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's put it on Saturday night as part of our block of wrestling. Oh, but we're getting rid of New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe there's a lot of questions about that right now that I'm sure will get answered in the near future. But I mean, when they put out a, when the owner, the new owner of the channel puts out a very vague statement and says like, we're, you know, we'll see what we're doing with our programming going forward and doesn't like give the old vote of confidence specifically to the wrestling that's already on that channel. That makes you put your intent up a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Lots. So much to be excited about right now. Yes. Uh, let's get to some questions that you can leave on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com backslash between the ropes where I'll put up a post and you can leave your fine, intriguing questions there. Uh, let's start. Eric Lopez asks, oh, how about this for a broadcasting question? What do you think will happen to Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton if rumors of WWE moving Michael Cole to SmackDown and Vic Joseph taking over on Raw are true. Um, and that and that's the thing. The, the talk has also been maybe Vic Joseph would take over as the voice of Raw, which is something that I know that I brought up here weeks ago once he he filled in for um, for Corey Graves. And Corey was off a week on vacation and they put Vic over there. And I said, oh, I kind of wonder if that's like a test run for, uh, you know, putting Vic on that show a little bit. And you mean, you mean like the time when they knocked out the rest of the announcing crew and just threw Byron Saxton out there and the poor guy couldn't talk for 10 minutes. They threw him to the wolves that night, man. That but yeah, was, that was that rough. Was terrible. That was rough. That was rough. And I think Byron didn't even tell you that, but um, uh, I don't know what would happen with, with uh, Tom Phillips. I'm, I'm not even sure. Like what, what's been the talk about? Like, I mean, this is all rumor and conjecture and take what you will of this, but like if Vic is on Monday night, who would be with him? Uh, the guy from 205 Live, the former football player, who goes by Dio now. So, I mean, he just started He's with a company, and he would already be like the voice of Raw or the the one of the, the on the broadcast team for Raw. That's amazing. That's the word. So, and then I mean, you would probably if, get if, if Corey Renee and Cole. Is, but if Renee is on the 24-7, the, not the 24-7 show, the whatever they're calling the Tuesday night thing. Yeah, the FS1 studio show. It's going to be a panel with, show. With her and Kathy Kelly and probably Booker T and uh, a rotating cast of characters. Man, if they make that thing like like Talking Smack, that show is money. Um, it's they gonna, it, it, they I, won't, but I wish they did. It's going to be a panel show. It's going to be multiple people. What if it was like wrestling's part of the interruption? I think it's going to be wrestling's version of Around the Horn almost, but without the points involved. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's going to be it's going to be like the and it's going to be like the uh, the Fox NFL pregame show, except they won't have like eight people on there. that were former players. They'll have like uh, four or five or something like that. And and no, well, no comedians, unfortunately, like I'm not the biggest fan of Frank Kelly and but Rob Riggle is amazing. So, right. I don't think we're going to get those skits, but I would not be surprised if uh, 
there were celebrities that maybe came on that show from a standpoint that like, hey, this week on the panel, we've got so-and-so because they're a big WWE fan, you know? And, and this week we've got, we've got Chris Lee because Chris Lee knows Oh, this. no, 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 God. No, well. Chris Lee knows how to go to jail. Oh, my God, that's brutal. But uh, I think that's what we're going to get is like, I think Renee and Booker will be like the regulars and, and, and then everybody else will be like a rotating and, cast. And Queen Kathy. I don't know if she's going to be a regular on that show. I think she'll be a part of it, but I don't know if she'll be a regular. It sounded like she's splitting time between that and NXT, which yeah. I'm okay with. Yeah, sure. So I, I think that's also, what that show's going to be. Also, if we're going to two-man booths, I would actually really like it if it were just um, Nigel and Morrow on NXT. Beth Phoenix is fine, but she's she's just kind of there. I don't think that's going to change. I, I think Renee, I could see them changing the raw and SmackDown boost where Renee wasn't included necessarily because so she could focus on the FS one show and maybe they've got some other duties for, her. maybe they'll keep her on raw. I don't know. Uh, or maybe they'd even keep her on SmackDown. And uh, so that way they could keep Cole and her and uh, Corey together as, as part of a team um, it is definitely possible. But uh, uh, at the same time, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to change Beth. And I, I don't know if they would do a third person on Raw or if they're going to do a three-man booth, it, it, to me, it makes more sense doing Raw and SmackDown because it's a longer show. Possible. One, you get one announcer per hour. Yeah, basically. In which case, then, yeah, it would still be Nigel and Morrow on. I mean, but it, the thing was, like, even when it was Percy, like, it, it still felt like this should be just a two-man. It's too much. It's not, it's not just Beth. Trust me. It, I, it's nothing against her. I've it's never just, been a fan. I, of, I, I love those. I love Morrow and Nigel so much as a duo. I just think when and it comes to chemistry. And if you don't like, if you don't like Morrow and Nalo, go to hell. Just, <laughs> how, how can you hate that level of engagement and energy? When it comes to chemistry, it's just so much easier to me, too, to keep it to fewer people. And, you know, I don't know if they're going to do that or not, but uh, I would love to see two-man booths. Two, two, two people booths, shall we say, uh, rather than three. So I don't know if we're going to get that or not, though. But um, let's see. A couple other questions. Al Al Sharif asks, oh, wow. Do you think Impact Wrestling might try to make a major surprise by getting a certain superstar to appear for their Bound for Glory show held in Chicago? They seem to have deep enough pockets. No, he is not going to work for Impact Wrestling. I'm not even going to say his name. Oh, oh, not him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I swear to really? God. Uh, By the way, MLW is having a pay-per-view in Chicago. He's not going to be on that show either. Guys. I'm going to go on the live right now. <laughs> we all we all saw him at StarCast. He He's, did not appear later that evening. I think the man means it. He was chilling his Indiana Jones jacket and saying, I'm just not interested in coming back to wrestling, you know? And Triple H and Vince McMahon didn't understand me. Right. Uh, I, I to Tony Atlas. <laughs> uh, what will become of these smaller wrestling organizations such as MLW and NWA once October comes around? I guess we'll just have to watch and well, see what, what happens. Be, what will become of them? Is yeah, that, I mean, they're still going to run yeah, shows. The, they're going to run their own app. I mean, they're going to have their own lane. They're going to do their own thing and try to carve out their own niche. They'll be. They'll continue to be promotions and hopefully more get put on Fight TV and we get more of those blood sports shows. How awesome. You like that blood sports show. There's a lot of buzz around that. Oh, yeah. And it, I mean, 
you you saw the clip of Killer Cross calling out Big Dave. Oh yeah, man! The Killer Cross calling out Dave Batista. Everyone, everyone lost their minds. That was great. He's still with Impact Wrestling though. <laughs> he can he can wrestle in blood sport though. That's not Killer Cross can yeah. That's not not allowed. So make that, it happen. That's a smart move for him to call Batista because uh, there's, 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 there's like less than a 1% chance it will happen, but it got a lot of attention. But swing for the fences, man. I mean, and that's a guy, that is a guy I could see doing that. Like Dave, obviously is doing his thing and he's got, he's very focused on the acting thing, but you know, he did, he did dabble in MMA. He did have that. He did, you know, he did train quite a bit and yeah. he still trains MMA style now. Like, that's what these shows are based on. So why not? That'd be pretty cool. Uh, God, can you imagine if Batista ever came out on a show? That'd be ridiculous. In, in a crowd that small. Oh, I know. Because like absolutely come unglued. How many people were there? A couple hundred? couple, yeah. It was not a big room. It, and it wasn't an arena. It was a room. <laughs> It's like a difference between like the VFW hall and apartment wrestling. It's somewhere in between there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's wrap up with a couple here from Francis. Uh, Francis Reyes asks, um, uh, "What the hell is that? I can't. I don't even know what that word is. Uh, do you think?" Do you think next year will be the rise and rise of Impact Wrestling now that they have a new network and they buy Ring of Honor as well? Okay, can we talk about that rumor that uh, Anthem is going to buy Ring of Honor? Are they? What? No! <laughs> no! That rumor is out there. That, uh, but then again, I had that exact same reaction to Anthem's going to buy Axis. And everyone went, with what money? And then they said, with this money. Yeah, they got money. And then we all said, okay, fine. Well, Leonard Asper has plenty of money. I, uh, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Sinclair has not given any indication that they are trying to sell the promotion that they own. Right. Now, mind you, if somebody wrote them a ridiculously high check, I'm sure they would listen. Uh, but. I haven't heard anything about them. So, I mean, everything that I've heard so far is that, like, they're upping the budget for Ring of Honor to try to retain some of the talent that they have right now. So, I mean, that that rumor's out there. I'm, I'm, I, it doesn't mean that Anthem wouldn't be interested in talking with them about it, but it's a whole other ballgame of whether or not Sinclair is interested in selling. It takes two to tango in those arguments. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but why, by the way, what do you think about impact wrestling in the, the new year on the new network? I have no freaking I, clue, man. I, Come I, on. I, I don't know. And the thing, the thing about impact that we can say for the past couple of years, honestly, is the roster is insane. It is insanely stacked, insanely good. And it, you know what? Who knows? You, you got me. For three seasons, or was it four, to watch a show about a mystic Aztec temple and a dragon and a guy who eats people and a prince who was a puma who was also ricochet and an undead guy and his like his like evil ghost girlfriend lady who maybe sometimes was against him but not always 
And Pentagon Jr. is a ser- a kind of a serial killer. Like a, he serial killed arms. Like the whole show was ridiculous. But you got me to watch Lucha Underground for several seasons. Anything is possible. Who would be your number one draft picks for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT? NXT's not drafted, so don't ask. Uh, yeah. Um, my, I've heard people make the argument for Becky Lynch, and I'm like, I get it, and I get the message that sends, but it, it it's it's kind of got to be. Do champions count? No, I think I think once you have a championship and you're on that brand, I think that's especially when it comes to the world champion or the the universal and the WWE so, championship. I think so you're on if it. we're go if we're going into that show assuming that okay, so no one is attached to any particular roster except the champions that are currently on their yeah, shows like right if, now. Like if Brock beats so Kofi, if, we would so expect means, him to be that a SmackDown. Brock guy. and Bray are off the table. Um, I go Roman. Is my first pick. It's Roman, and Roman goes to SmackDown. And then Raw can be probably Rollins. You know, you know when you say that though, I think, I think SmackDown would be Becky, and Raw would be Roman. But, could, here's the thing: Roman's got to be the guy that, that ends up taking down Bray Wyatt come the end of the day, right? Roman's got to be the guy that comes in and takes down Brock because he We've never actually. That. But he's never. But here, yes. We have seen it, but this We've is a new twice. era. So this is a this is a Fox but we, audience. But he's never beat him at Mania. You got to remember that that is the way they will try to push a third. Is that they? It's like Rock Austin. He never beat him at Mania, so we got one more out of him. There it is. You're already um, you're already telling people, and you're scaring the bejesus out of some that we're going to get sure Rock Lesnar, but- Roman Reigns, WrestleMania. Brock Roman three, and they'll they'll call it three. They'll ignore the SummerSlam match and the other encounters. But yeah, no, that's I think like like Roman's your top guy. Like Becky may be quote unquote the man, but Roman is your top guy. Don't don't get it twisted. Well, you, the people at USA Network might want a top guy in Roman Reigns on the, their show that they're paying a lot of money for. Well, they'll get Seth. They'll get a heap in helping us Seth Rollins and all that his that he comes with, and AJ Styles and the OC and Finn Balor and I don't know. There's probably there's there's a lot of women on that division that aren't being used. Like Ember Moon should be a freaking like Rey Mysterio level star, and she's not. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me because we think she's a werewolf. I think, I think she was supposed. I to this day, I swear I imagined it, but I think she was supposed to be a werewolf when he first showed up. Hence the moon thing. Maybe we'll have to ask her the next time either of us talks to her. Like, like are you yeah, supposed yeah, to be a werewolf? Was, is that what this? Is that what this is? Is that the eyes? Like, help me out here. Were you inspired by the thriller video? Is that what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first question so Ember let's start off with this what are you yeah I I uh, I did start an interview with Big Show one time saying uh, this is the first time I've got an opportunity to talk to you and uh, so there's a lot of ground to cover here so I have to ask you off the bat how did you survive the fall off the top of Kobo Hall <laughs> <laughs> and there's like you know when you do those when they patch you in for these interviews there's like that little Half right. second, second silence. Yeah. And there was like this dramatic pause, and then Big Show just 
Oh yeah, you're just waiting for the reaction. Like oh, those are the longest seconds of your life. Here's the moment of truth, and like he's just busting out laughing. I was like, all right, good. <laughs> you know, I would have been like, so it was like, so what was it like being raised by Andre the Giant? <laughs> I think the next time I speak with Show, I'm gonna be like, how are your surfing skills, considering that you did ride on a coffin of your dead father that was towed by the big boss man. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, somebody had that clip or put it out, put it out there somewhere recently, and I watched it. It's the funniest, most preposterous damn thing I've oh, ever seen. The only thing better than that is when Boss Man just walks out yelling, "Where my dad died!" I know. It's like, good God, man! I like that. Like he just attacks show like show he just like walks up to him hits him and shows down and he just kind of casually takes this chain and wraps it around the coffin and hooks it to the bumper of his car and why like big shows quote-unquote mom is there going no god no 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 and and show is dressed like he's out of the freaking matrix with those tiny glasses (laughs) it's so good (laughs) oh it's such a great angle uh how about we end with this one Will you be getting Maxim as Mandy Rose as the cover star? Well, it's on. It's the Maxim Australia. So don't get too excited, folks. Oh, so we got to I got to go on my uh, Australian Amazon to get it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Is there an Australian Amazon? Better question. Who subscribes to Maxim in 2019? I think I got it in like 1999. Maybe when, when the Internet was run by dial up. Neat. I think I actually did subscribe to Maxim for maybe like uh, a year or so. Like, well, many does, years does, ago. Ma- does Maxim have the same excuse as Playboy does with the article thing? Or do they actually, I, I've never read anything by one of their writers. Well, they used to have like a lot of like, uh, here's the gadgets of the fall. And here's, um, you know, they would have a list of different things like, here's how to solve this or. So it was it like GQ, but with. You know, half-naked women? Basically. It was almost like Cosmo for men. Okay. Well, that's not a terrible gimmick. I mean, that's that's kind of what GQ is now, is Cosmo for men. Yeah, I think that's basically what it is now, yeah. And then they would have, like, some interviews with some different people, or they would have something like, here's a real-life spy situation that happened, you know? And they would have, like, a good cover story that would go, like, eight pages or something. Oh, yeah, they they, they mixed in some different stories like that as well. Is it still that way? I, I don't. I hear- I haven't looked at Maximum years. I didn't even know it was like, still around. Because like I know the I know the Playboy. There was a Playboy writer who they, the White House tried to kick out of the, like the press corps, and yeah, they were just like, no, no, you can't. It was like it was funny because it was the Playboy writer. That that was great. Like when you found like okay, who who was that guy? What, what, who was he accredited by? Oh, Playboy. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, why not? Yeah, because you almost got in a fight with somebody that works for the White House, like at a press briefing out on the rose garden shrug yeah, exactly so we'll have what a lot we talking, what were we talking about was it mandy yeah we're talking about mandy on the cover of uh, uh, can, can i just say this so i had to i wrote the story on her being on the cover i think it was yesterday and i put it in the slack channel and like for the next 15 minutes like her, her like half of her photo is up there and i just get people walking up behind me going "Ooh, connor what are you looking at what are you looking at? You're looking at something you're not supposed to be looking at? I'm just like, why would I be doing that at work? Right. 
just so just, just so like thank you for that man plain as day on your desk and it's just like oh connor's in, at work in, you know in a work group chat with multiple other people in it yes that's that's where i put my quote-unquote reading material is in my slack channel for everyone that's so, all yeah that's also where i put all my best gifts as well oh of course of course my the only thing i like the best thing about slack is that little like you can react with like a little emoji at the bottom and there's the one with the bird that like spins its head around it's just like with the sunglasses just like oh yeah so you get a is lot of use of that I think it's called Party Parrot. I use that one so much. Party Parrot. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, plenty to get to uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, so now we officially have uh, wrestling on Wednesday nights, and uh, that will continue for a while with uh, AEW getting ready to go there as well. So uh, I don't think we have a, a lack of big shows coming up here and plenty of things to talk about as we move forward. And we're only a couple of weeks away from uh, AEW making their debut and uh, everything else that is going on. And uh, well, plenty of content here on the podcast. Everybody can keep up with. And also when it comes to content on the wrestling business, you can go check out Connor's work and work of his fine staff over at uh, comicbook.com backslash WWE. You can follow my work on, over at Sporting News. Follow Connor on uh, Twitter. It's Connor KC underscore CB. I'm at Brian Fritz. Of course, you can check out our Facebook page. Go to facebook.com backslash Between the Ropes. And on top of all of that, make sure you subscribe to the Between the Ropes podcast wherever you get your podcast app. Please subscribe, rate, review the podcast help spread the word as well so thanks everybody we'll catch up with you next week peace